That's right. You're listening to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. With your hosts, Sean Misha, Robin Vogt, and Andrew Garish. This isn't just fandom talk. This is real It is. It's recording. Hey guys, welcome back. Episode forty-three of the Brick City Blockade oh, podcast. Are we going down? Last I time know. it was like it was like 50, 46. I thought we were like forty-eight or forty-seven. No, 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 no. We're at like forty-three at this point. Are we're we? Like hold on. I, I gotta check. You can. You can tell. I can't believe. So we're kicking off this freaking podcast, and Sean's got to do a fact check already on me. I gotta. Let's go to the podcast. Well, I mean, if someone has to keep you in check. Oh, see, I knew there was going to be a comment from the peanut gallery. I knew there was going to okay. be one. I'll okay, you're right. You it is 43. <laughs> I swear we did like 46 <laughs> or 45, and we just went backwards. Are we going to have to do lost episodes again? Are we going <laughs> to? I see. No, no, I, no, we, no. What we did is we recorded a bunch and never released it. So, <laughs> so that's why the, I'm confusing. The cat said okay. to get your shit together. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's always a work in progress. Well, I'm sorry. Day. We recorded a lot and never released our episodes. I know. Lost now, episodes. Now there's going to be lost episodes even so more. It's than like we the get Clone to. Wars. Yeah. Lost Essentially. Could we just, could we just put them like all that? in one? Just have like a put on YouTube just for like three hours long. I mean, Whoa. we kind of abandoned the YouTube channel anyway. So, well, we could make it a Snyder Cut style. We could. The big is it, it going to be four hours, though? We have, time, of, mm, we, we do okay, have a lot. Okay, so there is another thing that well, you, you could just trim them before, and do best moments. Uh, true. Before recording, yeah. we went to Target. They had the new Superman, the black suit of Superman from oh right, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Someone stole it and swapped it out with Bizarro. Really? That's bizarre. Yeah. That's extremely. But on that is huh? Yeah. I, so. Hold on, backtrack for all the listeners who are just tuning in. They're like, why are we getting into subjects and why are we talking about Target? Um, so, w- were you specifically going to look for one specific no, thing? Or? We were just there to pick up dog food and uh, other stuff. Gotcha. And, and I just had just kind of wandered down to the. I, that's my usual spot to go anyway, <laughs> um, because I actually picked up the new Transformers. Um, steelbook of the original transformers oh. movie uh the new 4k that came out and i picked up first blood because that's the only rambo movie that i like but i usually go down the toy aisle to see if they have any black series figures or um the dc um multiverse um, right figures and nothing black series figures they've been empty can we talk about that for a second can we talk about that? It, it, yeah. It's getting super frustrating going down the Star Wars toy aisle, and you see like all the Bad Batch figures coming out, and you see all these new Black Series. Yeah. And I'm right around the Target around the corner from us here. I walk down that aisle. I'm going for iced coffee to pick up to have in the fridge, right? And I decide to do what you do, Andrew and Sean. You do this with me all the time, mm-hmm. and I know you've done it on your own. Is we go down the toy aisle to say, "Oh, I wonder what's in stock in the Star Wars aisle." It's been empty for the last fucking four months. Yep. Past year, actually. Yeah, okay. That's very true. It's actually been way Is it me? Does it feel like Black Series is like gonna be discontinuing soon? Uh, it's, it's not so much that. It's the stores, I don't know, not being prepared for scalpers. That's true. what I think it is. 
True. So Andrew, you've worked retail yourself. You've worked I, I in some still, Walmart. I so still work. You said right, but if you worked within a Walmart, so you understand that whole process. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be supply and demand too for certain regions. Because mm-hmm. I mean, these scalpers are coming in and they're just like grabbing all this stuff, and you're seeing it on eBay for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. That's why I was surprised. Uh, we got the Bad Batch figures at Walgreens, and they actually right. stayed for a little bit. Well, I grabbed two of them because I could, but um, right. But like the Pokemon cards, like the yeah, scalpers come in for those everything, and it's like, no, we we're not selling you all. If you want to complain kids, about it? That you can talk to yeah. corporate. I don't care. You you know what sucks? Like no kids are gonna get any of these toys. That's right, no. and it that's sucks what, for them. That's what pisses me off the most. Yeah, yeah. You start it's not walking. so much me. It's right. the kid that's not gonna get the figure. Right. It's a black suit of Superman would be yeah. such a cool figure for a kid to have. Absolutely. And I think that the other thing about that too is like I was walking into the Target in Greenland, just around the corner from me, Greenland, New Hampshire. Not Greenland, the continent for all those who are listening. <laughs> I was about to say you don't want to specify. <laughs> Greenland, take, New Hampshire. Gonna take a flight over there. Uh, right. Just take a flight right on over to a Target randomly in the middle of Greenland, uh, the Do, continent. Would they have Target though? I don't know. That's a really great question. I, I'm not too sure if they would, but uh, <laughs> what would end up happening is I, I was walking into the store and there was a posted note that or like just a, a notice that was put on the um, on the back of the glass door as you're walking in. And yeah. it said, we will no longer be selling Pokemon cards. Please see an associate if you want to have them taken from the back if you're looking for something specific and it's like sean you and i had the experience with the grand admiral thron funko pop specifically mm-hmm. it's oh, like yeah, how, how, hard to find. how much like those things are worth 110 dollars now mm-hmm. yeah we found them and we gotta go we had to ask ask and they had to go to the back so how much more of that do you guys think we're going to see as we start heading closer and closer to some more of the star wars products coming or i mean any of the marvel stuff too like if they want to continue with these products you gotta look out for it you really do i feel like every store needs to like save some for kids in the back that's a very interesting point does hasbro take that on um with the what if figures coming out like Mm. the sorcerer supreme doctor strange is the one i'm going to be looking yeah, that looks like a great one. I saw the previews of that one on Instagram. Ooh. Yeah, I have not seen any of those Or yet. even the um, No Way Home Funko Pops that are, were already leaked. So a lot right. of the new suit was already revealed through that. It's so cool. No, but uh, Sean, I think it's one of the things you said it was so important. And I think sometimes as fans, we, we take this for what it is. And it's leaving those products on the shelf for kids. And also the price point, too. Yeah. We've we've seen Black Series go from eleven twelve ninety nine to suddenly twenty nine ninety nine mm-hmm. on the shelves yeah, it because varies of for each each figure. So I mean, is that something we as podcasters, we as fans, go to Hasbro and we say you got to be a little bit more accessible to fans? You have to yep. lower your prices. You have to because they did that bargain line of Star Wars stuff during the beginning of the sequel trilogy. That was like nine ninety nine, and you could buy it in the little packages. At the same time, it's like it should be accessible to all those who who wants to buy this product you know star wars has always been that way the kenner figures think about those early on what were they like seven eight ninety nine speaking of kenner i my mom recently found kenner luke and han solo and they're oh. like broken in the right over there oh, oh wow. wow 
See, so, that's cool. That's a cool find. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I just don't know where we go for. Yeah, the it. most expensive Kenner figure was like probably ten bucks. That was Maybe. like a double. Yeah, that was like a double pack of like Luke and Vader or uh, Vader and Obi Wan. Yeah, and then the Boba Fett jet pack firing yeah. firing missile one was that twenty nine ninety nine, and that was yeah. for limited release. But that also came with the Slave One, I think, too, right? Correct. That was a that so, was like one of the bigger yeah. packages. Then again, that was the seventy eighties, right? So market value has increased. Well, no, they re released that in like I'm talking about the early ones. Oh, the original ones is what you're saying, Sean. Oh, the original yeah. ones that was probably like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now, yeah, when they do the re release well, stuff, inflation, all that. All that lovely, lovely stuff. But what a tangent to go on to start this podcast. I want to throw it over to uh, to Andrew to, to kick this off because this, this is going to be a lot of insert legal noises here. Order! Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the uh, fandom of uh, recent legal items happening across the fandom itself. And Andrew, you have an update for us and some discussion around Amber Heard and the situation yeah. with Aquaman. Aquaman 2 is still going on as planned. Mm -hmm. Um. But a lot of if you've been living under a rock, then you don't really know what's going on with the sure. slash Johnny Depp situation. From what the producer of Aquaman to uh, Peter Safran, whatever, however you pronounce his mm -hmm. last name, oh, that's right. um, he he commented on the campaign to have Amber Heard removed from Aquaman two, mm -hmm. similar to how Johnny Depp was removed from the next Fantastic Beast. So this is what the producer said. I don't think we're ever going to react to, honestly, pure fan pressure. So he's already disregarding the facts that Amber Heard was, one, the abuser. But he continued, you got to do what's best for the movie. We felt that if director James Wan and star Jason Momoa, it should be Amber Heard. That's really what it was. So I haven't seen the first Aquaman. And I am not going to see it. But I would say she was not the best thing in that movie. Oh, she was terrible in that movie. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. And what's best for the movie would be to have her removed, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. And the best he, person to do that is Amelia Clark. Yes. The producer continued, one is not aware of what is going on in the twitterverse so he's just chucking this up to just twitter drama of course but that doesn't mean you have to react to it or take it as gospel or whatever else to their wishes you have to do what's right for the film and that's really where we landed on it's a very interesting so, statement yeah mm. so he's basically saying all the abuse stuff that's come out mm -hmm. about johnny depp being the one who was abused is all twitter drama that, that that's seems like he seems like he doesn't believe anything that goes on twitter and now he's, he's except yeah where the audio recordings were released and amber heard specifically said i'm sorry i did not punch you in the face i was sure. hitting you to johnny depp if anything that's a confession right there so yeah this is where we get into really interesting territory when we talk about both that crossover of fandom, the Twitterverse, and then having to come out with a legal statement as somebody who has a contract with the film and with the producers and with the company associated with it. And there's twofold on this. You can understand on the legality side where somebody would come out and say, you know what? I mean, he could have worded it so much better. 
but yeah. where you could say I'm going to reserve any comments based on what's going on here between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I'm going to reserve my comments based on whatever my agent says at CAA or wherever agency he signed on to. I, and I'm and I'm going to reserve it to whatever the film company's uh, take on this is. This is not my territory to step into. This is not mm-hmm. my. He could have left it very simply. Yeah. However, this is the second part of the fold is that now you've opened a can of worms because you said, well, this is on the Twitterverse. This is this is on the fans. This is on how everybody else has reacted to this. I'm stepping away from it because these other people can't handle themselves. Yeah. So now you've opened a can of worms where it's like, oh, now you've inserted yourself into the equation because you could have kept it general. You could have kept it simple. You could have sided with whatever the film company said. But now you've made yourself this big shining star in the conversation because of the way you worded it. That's and from a legality standpoint, it's best to say nothing at all than to say something. I mean, that's even a lot of co-stars. I mean, I'm pretty sure Jason Momoa is not going to say anything. Right. And if I were him, I would do the same thing. Just say nothing because... But well, there is yeah. one uh, shining light out of this. So sure. with their trial ongoing, uh, the recent uh, thing they wanted to have mm-hmm. done was Amber Heard said she was going to donate uh, the money she got from the last trial or whatever. She was supposed to donate $7 million to a charity. Mm-hmm. And the judge favored in Johnny Depp's, favored Johnny Depp Sure, whatever his attorney showed. Case, and yeah. Because Amber Heard lied and she did not donate a single cent of that money. Oh, so wow. she has to reveal whether she did or not. And the charity has to confirm that as well. See, this is very sketchy territory. This is where you get into that whole prospect of obviously the judge side with Johnny Depp because of evidence presented, whatever the attorneys were able to do, whatever internal investigation showed. So Amber Heard tries to come out and tries to be the big, like you said, tries to be a big shining star in all this. Like I'm going to donate all this money and I'm going to make it look good. Mm -hmm. And then you don't follow through on it. And you've made that very public. The term of gaslighting that comes. Yeah. that's Mm -hmm. Amen to it. That is the term. And doing that it's just a cycle and it happens yeah exactly and i do want to clarify johnny depp has not been tried as an abuser the last trial was against the son for a defamation case london specifically against the son there was a lot of i don't know favoritism from the judge sure case unfortunately he lost that trial but there was a lot of iffy stuff and it just shows how poor the court system is over oh i mean especially if you guys like heard with the the britney spears thing and how the judge just did not approve her uh choosing for an attorney right is that right yeah that's what it was oh but now she got an attorney that's even big stars don't have that that's how fucked up the justice system is yeah amen to it yeah absolutely i mean i think the the big piece to come out of this, and I know, Andrew, you've been following this and we've talked about it. Any, any of the listeners on this, we've been talking about this off camera for the longest time uh, about what's been going on between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. But I think at the end of the day, I, I, I really think people need to read up on the case. I think people need to determine what they feel is their most comfortable response to the entire piece. But I know coming out of this, I, I, I don't know why we are continuing to say that Johnny Depp can't work. 
I don't know why yeah. we are continuing to say that Johnny Depp can't be back on screen. When Amber Heard can. Correct. Correct. So, so let me get this straight. Let's, when Amber Heard's fans bullied yeah. Johnny Depp for to get to leave uh, the Fantastic Beats Beasts mm. movie. Correct. We, why can't we do the same thing for Amber Heard for the Aquaman? Exactly. And um, I do want to say the real kicker, though, mm-hmm. before Johnny Depp left Fantastic Beasts, he did film a scene already. And in his contract, no matter what, he gets paid for that scene. He got $12 million just for one scene that he already filmed. So that was a real kicker to Warner Brothers. Wow. Smart, <laughs> smart man, though. Thinking that one through. How am I going to get a paycheck out of that? But the other thing I did want to point out, Amber Heard already had a case of domestic violence against another. It was a separate case, uh, right? Yep. It was in another ex, right, I believe. Johnny Depp has no cases of domestic violence or anything. Every pr- single yeah. partner he's had has come out and said he's never abused me, nothing. <laughs> Johnny Depp's had some other legal stuff come up at different times yeah, over choices, but, but nothing along those lines. No, yes. he everyone has their demons. Of course. His is obviously substance abuse. Everyone yeah. in Hollywood has had substance abuse issues. It's a fair point. What yeah, I understand. He, I just found an article of her getting arrested in 2009 for, for attacking her girlfriend. Wow, look at us looking up actually. Uh, <laughs> no, this is good. This is important conversations because I think the more people are aware of this and educated about this uh, case, you know, because we hear, we don't always hear about all these cases. We don't always hear about the behind the scenes stuff. But uh, can, let me just say this, this can be my last thing on this before we move on to another subject. You guys can continue on it if you wish. But at this point, when you're looking at Warner Brothers and then you're looking at other companies that have been associated with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in particular when it comes to film, my thought process on all of this, knowing that a case even started around a domestic violence uh, charges against, against Johnny Depp, essentially, at any point, and knowing that this basically reversed tides and Johnny Depp said, uh-uh, we've got this all wrong, got this whole thing wrong. Mm-hmm. wouldn't you as a film company or multiple film companies that have worked with both of them had said until this is settled if if we're not giving johnny depp like you guys have said before if we're not giving him jobs we shouldn't be giving amber her jobs let's have this be a clean slate until we have this entire record erased yeah that would be the smart business decision would be to say remove both of them just take yeah. them both off yeah. the bill a lot of these big companies are not smart. We, so, well, we're going to talk more about that coming up. About uh, that, big companies yeah. that's, I'm trying to transition. That's a that, good transition. That's a yeah, really I, great transition. We covered basically everything with that yeah. topic I wanted to uh, discuss. So let's move into these legal issues as Sean has teased here. And let's move into some of the news that we've been hearing. Of course, yeah. many of you across social media have been talking about as well. Yeah, so about, I guess, has it been a week or a couple of days ago? Uh, just about a week, I would like say. A week or so. Uh, we got news that uh, Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney for the Disney Plus slash the, the, the theatrical release for release for Black Widow. Right. And yeah. I guess. Yeah, it was five days ago. that It, it was five out. days ago. So yeah, yeah. about a, a week's worth. Yeah. Of news. Since yeah. Then. This is such a tough one because <laughs> you. <laughs> We, we've been talking about it consistently. I talked to Scott about it too. 
She's and not the first one to do it. I will so admit, there's yeah. a couple more that came up. We'll talk about more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit yeah. Around, but. I will admit, at first, I thought it was just her wanting more money. But when I actually read into it, then I realized it was Disney. Yeah. So the real issue with all this is, is that you know, Black Widow was set for a theatrical release. And you know, mm-hmm. and it got delayed, 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 delayed. And you know, the actors and Scarlett Johansson, who had a major role to play, basically in the directing side and the producing side as well, with this mm-hmm. product, she was sitting there waiting for this thing to release, and was probably waiting for updates. When are we going to do this? When is this going to hit? COVID hits, another delay comes. They make the decision to release to Disney Plus. And I told you both this, and. I haven't said it yet on a podcast yet. The biggest mistake Disney made here is that when you negotiate contracts with agents and their associated actors or actresses, right? For years, it's always been, well, we're going to base this off of a contract in terms of cinematic releases. We're going to base this off of how much money we make in the theater, right? So when Disney decides to say, you know what, we're going to release this on a different format. We're going to put this on Disney Plus. We're going to charge $35 for people to go and see it that way, right? Yeah. What does the actress do? What does the actor do? They say, whoa, hold on a second. I signed this contract as theatrical release, not as a additional product release. Mm-hmm. I want my money. I want the additional funds mm-hmm. that come with that. Scarlett Johansson, much like you andrew early on i was like oh this is penny pinching this is looking for that extra money on top of that contract in the time where people are struggling it is still a little bit of that in my mind a little bit okay but in when you start looking at the legalities around what disney pulled here they should have been negotiating that contract as soon as somebody within the company said yeah we 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 were going to be putting this on disney plus somebody should have went to her agent and her and said hold on this is the contract we have with you. We're making adjustments to it. Let's negotiate over these terms. Yeah. It's not just her now, though. It no. seems that there are others that are slowly starting to realize, oh, you pulled it on her. Even Scarlett Jansen, I think Andrew, you sent the, the article in the, in the chat saying that yeah. she was like shocked that this would happen to her. Yeah. It was like c- coming from a huge Hollywood star. It's like she's, oh, what's the word I'm trying to say? think of um because she comes from a history of like major performances and yeah yeah versus a big company i was trying to think of a good uh, word for that so i think you were about to say it andrew more from an entrepreneurship perspective Mm -hmm. rather than from the actor actresses perspective yeah Mm, yeah okay yeah that would that yeah it's a hard it's a hard thing to think about because there's very few actors and actresses that actually take on that um at least recently that you see that focus on that entrepreneurship within their, within their field. So the, um, the, the second uh, act, actresses was Emma Stone with the Cruella, uh, Cruella sorry, yeah. uh, filming for the same thing. So it's like, whoa, Emma Stone too? I did not expect her to do that. I did it's find hard. an article though. Yeah. And this article kind of seemed weird. Okay. Fire away it goes, as Scarlett Johansson sues Disney. Where is, it, where is the article from, by the way? It is from the Indian Express. Okay. India? Oh, Indian. Indian. Okay. As Scarlett Johansson sues Disney, the silence of Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, and Chris Evans speaks volumes. One, it's not really their place to speak on. And two, 
they're not under contract with Disney anymore, so it doesn't really matter to them. So well, see this besides Mark yeah, Ruffalo, but it's still not really their place to really say anything. Is this written by a male writer or a female writer? Del Hi? I don't know how to New say Delhi? That. So yeah, it's a New Delhi. Yeah, New Delhi. Okay, so it's just an editorial article. There's no essential like author associated. It's probably multiple people who are working on this article. Yeah. Okay. So we don't we but, don't have that identifying factor. But still, it's not their place to really comment on. This it's, is this is that whole it's better to be silent than to say something at all and get yeah. yourself in trouble. Exactly. Especially when one you're Robert Downey Jr. and you're probably going to work with Disney again at some point. They're going to need him. They're it's better to stay quiet. Not right. that he needs more money anyway, but so this is the other thing why does scarlett johansson need another man to tell her how to handle her legal business right right there's that too (laughs) you know and they're probably playing it smart like that she's already got support from kevin feige she's basically got support Mm. from bob Iger. Mm -hmm. i know bob i saw that i was like okay bob here we go i mean i think we'll keep talking about it as we move forward you know as more details come out but sean i want to get your last take on this because you and i when we first started the podcast talked a lot about behind the scenes stuff and a lot of these contracts. And we talked a lot about, especially around star Wars about how things were marketed and whatever else. Do you think that there's a, what do you think Disney's next steps are in terms of coming off of black widow, putting it out on Disney plus and knowing that they're, they're probably going to have to work with Scarlett Johansson going forward in terms of the product. Going, you know, how how would you settle something like this and move forward with it, knowing that you're going to have to utilize this character again? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't know if Scarlett Johansson will be working with Disney after this. No, I, I agree. Definitely won't be. So, do we see a recasting of Black Widow and everything? Well, they they've already basically done that. I mean, multiple. Line. We already kind of have that with Loki with the multiple variants. Have a different. Yeah. Black That's true. Widow. They could play. They could play that out. It's a very good point. They're in a very unique place where they could I mean, play it out. Scarlett Johansson, she's Black Widow, but she's she's not. She doesn't own Black Widow. She plays Black Widow. So true, yeah. true. Marvel basically owns Black Widow. So, and they've already basically made their new Black Widow anyway. Sure. I do want to say she probably does want the paycheck a little bit more because she has been married three times, and each marriage has lasted <laughs> like three years. So there could be some money. Yeah, well, it's marriage in, marriage out. Well, you know what agents say all the time. This is something details and many others who have been on the podcast have said is that when the agents come to you and your time has come to do the Comic-Con in the convention run and whatever else, they say, go out and get your money. Go Mm -hmm. out and get that money before that name dies. Go yep. out and do something with it. That's what Scarlet it's is like doing. It's like Sylvester Stallone going to San Diego Comic Con and charging three hundred dollars for an autograph. <laughs> okay, so so can I say something quickly about this? It's just like a little because you brought up Sylvester Stallone. Sure. So uh, it was funny because a friend of mine showed me, and I'm uh, this is terrible. Did you guys know that there was a Rocky play on Broadway? Yeah. So I, I just found that. I just found out about this for the first time. And Sylvester Stallone did like a whole commentary thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, this play is about love. It's about, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, Sylvester. Oh, Rocky's my not that deep of a movie. 
It's a it's a fighting movie, not a love. It's a I, bad fighting movie. But... And I, so I was watching the preview. Sorry for, for all the, the Rocky fans out there. It's not oh, that great my goodness. of a movie. I'm sure Durant Cinema absolutely loves you. So what ends well, up? Well, he's more of a Schwarzenegger. I know he is. I know. I just want to shout out Durant Cinema on here. That's all I want. Yeah, we we definitely need to get him on here again. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. So in the preview, they show the ring spinning in the middle of like the the hall where yeah. they're doing the play. And so that's it's all like can... at the South Shore Music Circus down the cave. Yeah, essentially. And that's all I can think about is something going really bad and that thing just spinning like way out of control. Well, that's the that's the thing. They used to have, or they probably still have, wrestling shows there down the South Shore Music Circus. And <sighs> there was one time TNA was there, and mm-hmm. like the ring started spinning when Kurt Angle won the match, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so speaking of wrestling, Andrew, yes, it's been a lot going on in the uh, wrestling world, huh? Yeah, this is, this is where I can shut my mouth because I don't know much of WWE. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll chime in a couple times. Well, you know about Bray Wyatt because yeah. I have got. Yeah, I, I did actually. So I did start liking Bray Wyatt when you showed me. I, I loved his personality. Yeah. So there's been a, a lot of stuff going on. So mm. where do we start? I, I know. It's like there's no one clear starting space because so a much one, is going on with the product. So we can talk about the AEW stuff. Um, Not to refresh me on the AEW stuff specifically. So but. the AEW stuff being. There might be a certain Daniel Bryan showing up at the and a certain CM Punk showing up in Chicago because their next show is August 20th, I believe. Okay, so you got in Chicago, it's for their brand new show, Rampage, which is going to be on Thursdays, right? After SmackDown, though, but it's still going to kind of violent smackdown there because it starts interesting at it starts at 10 right after SmackDown. right after smackdown okay it is huh. at the united Cent- united center in chicago it's a big venue and it's, and it's sold out in minutes minutes it's sold out so what are you saying here andrew are you saying that this is the ultimate competitor to friday night smackdown and it's not a good look at i would it's coming i'd i'd say it's a pretty big competitor to wwe yeah. In general, because not only that, uh, let me see New York show. Yeah, because I can imagine the New York show is probably very similar where you're going to see a buyout of all tickets. And I think it is sold out. And that's where Daniel Bryan is supposed to be. Uh, that would be a pretty big jab to Vince. Wow. Yes, it taking would. one of his guys and being like, hey, he's ours now. Yeah. And Vince's territory. That's right. Yep. The Northeast here. That's where it all began. Do you think it was weird? I, I don't know. I just had a thought of, yeah. of D- WWE Lollapalooza. Is that kind of weird having them mixed together? Yeah, that is weird. That's a very interesting thought, though. Is it because no. it was in Chicago? Uh, no, yeah. I only saw it because I, I, I do follow Bianca Belair, and she took pictures of Megan Thee Stallion on Instagram. So, so you're saying that the, the relation between Lollapalooza and the music industry in coordination with WWE? specifically it's, it's a little weird but yeah that's very interesting though well and i think that's going to kind of lead into the other conversation we're going to have about what happens with wwe you know so I mean? the stadium they're at for the new york show is arthur ash stadium oh it's out in queens near city field 
And I, I think they, I think they did sell it out. Now Arthur Ashe is a tennis stadium, so that's interesting. Is yeah, it? yeah, that's where the U.S. Open is played out in Queens, Flushing Meadows. That's, I don't know that. What an interesting venue to have it. Yeah. because that's very limited seating. That's like it's limited seating, but it's different. It's like maybe seventeen to eighteen thousand, maybe. Yeah, but to sh- sell out Chicago's like biggest arena in minutes, though. True. Yeah. When they sell- just announced it last. Wednesday. So this is my question now when you're talking about having it at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Is this going to end up becoming because I, I, I know the New York Mets when we're talking about you know baseball season and other things happening in the city that might yeah. interfere with something like that. The Mets are not at home that week. They're on the road. No. So no. could could we see them using that entire venue? You know, Arthur Ashe City mm-hmm. Field, that whole venue that was the World's Fair yeah. as the staging ground for something bigger. They could. Because it's they the World's could. Fair. It's the World's Fair from 19, the 1940s where all this amazing stuff was revealed. Mm-hmm. So there's some kind of correlation marketing-wise with that. I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah, well, it's Tony Khan. The Khan kind of have <laughs> a, they they kind of have a lot of money. They got a lot of money in New York. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, That's for sure. But the main thing I want to talk about is yeah. the absolute idiotic Vincel. <sighs> Me and my friend might call them Vincels because these people have gone out of their way to one harassing a Bryant, being like, How can you be a traitor to Vince who gave you this platform? Blah blah blah. It's like, You were my hero, I can't follow you now. It's like, Well, there was also one thing on one of his pictures with his daughter saying, I hope you break your neck at AEW. Whoa, Jesus, my friend and I are very very scared if AEW starts beating WWE in the ratings in general, like Raw SmackDown, we fear that one of these idiots will do something very drastic and will be on the news and stuff like that. That's interesting territory. Wow. But like you saw my post, it's like these people clearly didn't live through the Monday Night Wars with WCW and WWF. And it's like wrestling is a lot better when there's competition. Absolutely. And honestly, if I were a wrestler, AEW would be the place I'd want to go because one, yeah, they cover their travel, as in they cover the flights, hotels, and if they get injured, they cut, co- they have insurance. WWE, they just cover the flights. Yeah, nothing right. else. And you have creative freedom for your character and everything like that. Whereas WWE, you're kind of shackled to a writer writing stuff for you. Whereas AEW, you either sink or swim. Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of guys from WWE that have gone over to AEW have all done fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Rusev, he's over there as Miro now. He's one of their top wrestlers now. Take a step back. Yep. And one, realize Vince McMahon does not give a shit about any one of you. No. There was a video leaked of Vince McMahon... There was a Hell in a Cell with Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. and Seth Rollins, and it ended in a no in a disqualification. Mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell is no disqualification. That's right. And it ended in the DQ, and everyone's booing, and he's laughing about it. Six so didn't even follow. His there's own also list. been he doesn't care. There's also been things coming out where he's basically said that he basically thinks that all the fans in the crowd are basically all special people. I'll put it that way. So this gets to that, that this gets to that conversation I that we've been talking about. <laughs> so again, another twofold thing. So number one, 
with this kind of attitude and the way WWE is moving forward, a buyout has to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's got to be a way to get Vince out of there. And like I said before, I wouldn't be surprised like a Mark Cuban or somebody who has been in the wouldn't entertainment industry. If, wouldn't he shit if Tony Khan bought him? Well, see, so this is where we get into that conversation. This is the second part of this fold, Andrew, is if somebody like Tony Khan comes in, buys WWE based on how things look in New York and Chicago, yeah. he basically is then holding the product out to Vince and says, try to beat this. Yeah. You're not going to be able to. So do you want to fold your cards now? Or do you want to continue to play this poker game and get ones and twos the entire time? You're never yeah. going to get full. You're never going to get the full house. So this is where we get into that territory of AEW is probably in one of the best places that it probably yeah. could be as a brand because WWE is seeing its numbers slowly dissipate here. And the thing with AEW they're not afraid to work with other wrestling companies. Like they're working with new Japan. They're working with uh, TNA partnerships. Yeah. Like Kenny Omega. I think I mentioned to you, Sean, Kenny Omega is the AEW champion. Mm. He is the impact champion, (laughs) the triple A champion. So he's just champion in in all these different promotions. And it's like, quote unquote, the forbidden door because no wrestling company is supposed to work with other wrestling companies. If Vince was smart, he would Which work with Tony Khan to do an actual AW versus WWE. Yeah. Yes. And make it a huge freaking pay-per-view. Yeah. But he's not he's not gonna do it. He's not smart. No. And he's stubborn no. in his old ways. Like there's even the talks of him being upset that Triple H didn't put AEW out of business when it was head to head with NXT. Just, and that Vince might let Triple H go. That would be the biggest mistake he could make. It would be because it's his son-in-law. But he's also one of the few things keeping a lot of things going. Yeah. Look at, like, NXT is the only WWE product I watch because it's actually good. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't fully watched WWE since WrestleMania. I think I'm in the same category as you. I can't say I've watched Raw or SmackDown since. We were kind of watching it because I think it was, like, the first night with the crowds back. Yeah, it was something a little bit like different that. in that case, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, there's There's got to be something drastic happening uh, along these lines. And honestly, I think Tony Khan is in probably one of the best places you could be as a as a also, franchise Tony owner. Tony Khan is basically like you and me, Robert. He's a huge wrestling fan. He's just anyway. a fan, yeah. He's just a fan with a shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> that's sometimes... Well, so, we, need, so, we need that more of that in like, sports. That's like, some, we need fans that like love sports like mark cuban he's a great he loves the, uh the, the nets right no not the nets the, the mavericks Ma- mavericks he's a big fan of them and he's a lot of money that's why he bought them so he was a mavericks fan before he even went and bought the mavericks that was the thing he was watching okay, Dirk i Levitsky stand corrected play. it is friday they're having their rampage. friday mark cuban was a huge mavericks fan it made sense he walked in there he knew the players he was a fan of the team he knew how to market it the entire thing. Mark Cohen, the owner of the New York Mets, is is was a New York Mets fan from birth. His entire family. He comes in, he buys the Mets. The dude is rich. <laughs> the dude's got so much money, right? But he's going on Twitter during trade deadlines and during things during baseball, and he's saying, hey, fans, what do you think if I pulled this move? What do you think yeah. if I played this player tonight? I wish the U.S. He's interacting with the fans. I wish the U.S. did that, but he doesn't. We need more of that in sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, baseball, basketball, football, doesn't matter. That is what 
that's the point of the entertainment, the escapism that comes from it, just like when we talk about movies. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing with Tony Khan. After every show, he comes out and thanks the crowd. See? Vince doesn't do that. I mean, could you see Tony Khan bringing back, let's say Tony Khan does go out and buy WWE. Let's just say he kicks off 2022. Yeah. With I went out and I bought WWE. Do we see a return of the ruthless aggression era? Oh, more than likely. AEW has death matches. I've heard about those. The, their last does not, right? The last show, <laughs> Chris Jericho got cut open with a pizza cutter. What? Pizza cutter. <laughs> well, maybe Mia. maybe he was hungry. For his own blood. <laughs> I don't know what Sean's into these days, but I guess Whoa. it's. Uh, but it's I I did hear I did hear Domino's was very upset that they oh. they, they used a pizza cutter to cut open a guy's forehead, well, and then John Moxley was stabbing another wrestler in the forehead with a fork the week before. What is so- going on with utensils, man? <laughs> Somebody's got to make fun of it. Like they got to have like McFoley come out with like a spork or something. Well, I mean, if you want to make fun of something, um, the quote unquote elite squad did come out to like. A space jam entrance and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. you so showed me that. I did show you that. Oh, jeez, <laughs> so I'll show. I'll show Robin that. Yeah. Later. Speaking about sports and participation and everything, I mean, Sean, you and I have been following. I've been slowly following along with Olympic stuff here and there. More headlines or oh, yeah. ESPN, I, but yeah, I kind of. I, I was excited, kind of this year, because there's going to be a great. Uh, and then a lot of stuff that came out with the Olympic was like with the Sharkari Richardson stuff, how she got <sighs> banned because she smoked a little weed. It's like what THC in her system, which, which is terrible. And but the most thing I was excited for is Simone Biles, and I love her. Yeah, and which I did watch a little bit of of her. And then while I was watching the, it was not the the beam, it was the well, they do beam vault and the, the, the floor routine. Uh, it was more the 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 beam with the um what do you want to call it i, I know what you're talking it's is it a beam routine essentially kind of you gotta you gotta run and do like flips like on the on the okay is, is that a vault it's a, it's essentially a beam vault routine yeah yeah so i was watching it it was like not she was not performing her greatest like something something's off and then yeah. i think we found out a few days later or not a few days i think it was the next day that she uh did not she was not going to compete the next few because of mental health and it eventually got out that she had uh twisties if you know that twisties are kind of like like uh like trying to think of like baseball when you do uh when you throw stuff is like mental stuff it oh gotcha gotcha like, it, it, it impacts the performance in which you put out essentially so that for gymnastics that's even more dangerous and i'm glad she kind of stuck yeah out because mm-hmm. she said when she was doing the the stuff in the air she did not know where she was at the it was like that's just wow. thinking about that how scary that is and then i was reading people on twitter of their experiences how they careers ended of like of how they messed up like Got injured and injured, or some some people got killed from that. It's like that's the like, holy shit. That's dangerous. But I think the the more important thing was the, the uh, most not more important. Most frustrating thing about this was how the media was treating Simone Biles of, of mm-hmm. mental health. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing with Naomi Osaka. How how yeah. she did not want the yeah. How she did not want to deal with. She had to step out. She, uh, Naomi Osaka, had to step out the, not, uh, not the Australian Open, the, was it the U.S. Try, Open? Or, no, no. It was it British was, Open? Uh, 
It was the British Open. She stepped out and then everyone was attacking her because she did not want to say anything in her, in her interviews of, of press conferences. You know how they are, oh, how the media is like... They skew everything. Especially, especially treating uh, black women, are, which is even worse than uh, male and white, very dominant board of that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm glad uh, mental health is very important. I'm glad Simone stepped out and she did perform today. I did see I, that, yeah. What was the the beam and uh, did she place bronze? She did press, so she yeah she got bronze and then she tied the most Olympic uh, medals for by U.S. gymnasts, which is seven. There we go. So good for her. And and the the one of the quotes that she said was, "We're not just entertainment or humans," and that's very important. How they're uh, human humans should be treated as as humans not as entertainment which is like a lot of mental health was it's not taken seriously it's not and it's anthony <sighs> bourdain or right spade you just look at it and you're like it's a, so i talk with my good friend sherry frost who's a state representative here in new hampshire and one of the things she always says is, is and i think this radiates perfectly with this conversation i think is the idea of there are people jumping in to the raging river up ahead right but we're not in so we're catching them as they come down the river but we're not investigating why they're jumping in the river in the first place that hits here we're not looking into and we're not having the important conversations around why are people put into this space to begin with and why aren't we giving them the resources and the help necessary and that becomes a systematic question so somebody like simone biles taking that step back and saying you know what i'm not going to push myself through this I, I need this time. I need this break. I need to send a message that being in this state of mind and being in the entertainment world and being in the world of sports, especially that, all that pressure of the world watching you and the world watching. Exactly. And I, I applaud her doing that interview with uh, about her coming out with Larry Nassar, which is disturbingly right. terrible thing. But it's having these stories and it's having these conversations. That's the beginning of finding out why people are jumping in the river to begin with, is like actually breaking that down. Mental health is a serious thing in this country. COVID, it's a serious thing in this world. COVID has not done anything to help it. It's worsened it. And people are looking for help. People are looking for resources. They're looking for somebody to lean on to in this time because now we're working our way back into some semblance of normalcy, but it's never going to be what it was. And that is what hits us the hardest. Each one of us have had our experiences with Mm -hmm. mental health and being in a place where it's like, I don't want anything to do with anybody. I don't want anything to do with this space. I, I, I question whether I should even be here right now. I'm being Every, honest. Everyone, has, men- uh, everyone yeah. has mental health. And even though people say they don't, you do. You do. You do. That's, that's being human. And it cycles back to everything that we've talked about up to this point, whether it's Scarlett Johansson, whether it's Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. It comes back down to, I want to be treated as a human being. I have the rights to these things. These, this is who I am. Get fucking used to it. and if i need help i should be able to ask for help and have no questions asked and shouldn't have to pay for it and shouldn't have to Mm -hmm. pay for it so that's what it comes back to the roots of is like to figure out why people are jumping in that river we have to first admit to ourselves that we've been there we've and we still go through it but there are ways that we can try to prevent it 
And there are steps that we can take like Simone did to step away. Or I'm sure for Bray Wyatt's case too, when he was released, it might've also been a relief in his mind too. Like I don't have to deal with the idiocracy that is Vince McMahon anymore. But don't be surprised once his 90 days are up that he doesn't appear on a certain show on TNT. Right. But there you go. There's that step of I've removed the toxicity. That's the word, the toxicity from who I am. And let me try something else that might help boost my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And Simone did that, which I think is so important that you brought that up, Sean, because it does wrap in nicely. Okay, here's a little fun thing to end this off. If, yes. If you had a, a sport to add to the Olympics that would make you watch, <laughs> what would it be? And one to, uh, to actually to replace it. To replace it. Okay. Replace it? To replace wrestling? No, no, replace. Uh, no, don't Olympics. do that to Andrew. Not, not. <laughs> replace a Olympic sport that you don't like. Okay, so I'll get rid of volleyball and replace it with beer pong, I guess. I don't know. Oh, see beer pong. Yeah. Beer pong. For pole dancing, that could be considered a sport. I'm not going to make any comments over here, but I'd say so, yeah. How about you, Sean? Uh, chess boxing. You say, say what? Chess boxing. There's. Have you seen people do chess boxing? It's no, I've people, never heard of this. Okay, this could like, be a video after. I will show you. It's literally people playing chess and box. It's like you do chess and then time, and then you do. <laughs> then they actually box. It's oh, insane. Great. King me, king me, king me. I'll replace that for synchronized swimming. Uh, What's synchronized swimming? Oh, oh, that's a good one. You're just I'm, jealous because you can't do synchronized swimming. I can't swim for shit. Um, I know you can't. <laughs> I can't ride a bike. I can't swim for shit. I'm I'll teach you how to swim if you want. Oh, boy. I can only imagine how that's going to go. <laughs> Andrew's like, here you go, Robin. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> little wing. wing. <laughs> You'll have a life jacket on and swimmies. <laughs> life jacket's right up in my thing. I'm just floating there like this. <laughs> Am anyway. I doing it right? <laughs> Am I doing it right? <laughs> so, anyway, in all honesty, I love basketball. NBA, WNBA, it has its place already. Like it, it was a late addition to the world of summer Olympics. So I, I say get re- remove basketball. Don't we get enough summer Olympics. We do. We we get enough. I think nationwide and countrywide and worldwide consistently. I want to replace it with ultimate frisbee. Yeah, mm. that would be ultimate frisbee would be fascinating. Dodgeball. 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 Too. Dodgeball too. How about capture the chicken? Remember that from school. Capture the capture chicken. The flag? Capture the flag, capture... capture the chicken. We capture uh, the chicken. How about now? Uh, what is it? Not four square. Four square. Uh, <laughs> add four square. In. Four square. Oh, wow. Talk about that's up there with ping pong. Now. How about 500? Oh, that game. Oh, my goodness. Dodgeball <laughs> is so much better, though, because it is. You just pelt and noisy <laughs> in the face. Not that I've done that. <laughs> that's that's not how you get the girl, Andrew. Why would you uh, say that? It. Why would you I say mean, that unless you've done okay, it? Okay, there was a time when I was younger that I just hated girls. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time, and they hated was, you too, Andrew. Probably, but there was one time these girls just annoyed the shit out of me, and they like, asked me it. what my they asked me what my name was, and I'm like, my name is Bruce Wayne. And they believe me. What is your name? It doesn't matter what your name. No, they they were just a stereotypical girl that just annoyed the shit out oh, of me. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay. All right. So I'm like, my name's Bruce, Bruce Wayne, and they believed me. So you were Bruce Wayne. Yeah, for like a weekend. Not a weekend, <laughs> not not a yeah, week, but a weekend. Just a weekend. Bruce Wayne for a weekend. That That's sounds like a next comedy show. 
<laughs> Andrew Garish presents Bruce Bruce Wayne for a weekend. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Couple, <laughs> uh, couple little brewskis. Future. 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 Anyway, gentlemen, let's put, <laughs> let's put let's put a bow on this wiener. No, let's put a bow <laughs> on waiting. this episode right here. Well, some people and, are into that. Hey, some people are into that. That's very true. Bow on this episode uh, is what I'm trying to But if you tie if you make it too tight, you'll cut off the gentlemen. Bow on this episode. <laughs> gentlemen, bow on this episode. Mr. Sean Misha, where can the good oh I forgot to say what is this? time what is what do we call this usually it's a little wiener time bow time oh my goodness gracious me <laughs> jesus christ plug time plug time that can be taken another way i know we can what the wiener that's what happened in new hampshire sean Misha, where can the good people find you on social media <laughs> you guys can follow me on, <laughs> you guys can follow me on twitter <laughs> sean Misha one and instagram it's so see music at band camp is that clever continue you continue where you were oh uh, Robin probably muted me. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Commander Nerd. I actually do have a new video up. It's of me unboxing a championship belt that my friend got me from work. That's a great one. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Commander Nerd as well, and on Instagram at Andrew Six Two Five Ninety Two, and TikTok. You can find me on TikTok at Andrew Six Two Five Ninety Two as well. Always cool TikTok. So Should we TikTok? make a Brick City Blockade TikTok? Uh, I think once we're probably back up and running like TikTok. at conventions again. <laughs> I, I, I just not... want to see Sean try and do these TikTok trends. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Last thing I posted on my TikTok was a dog trend. That was like a year ago. <laughs> oh, okay. For, for Becker. So that was the only thing I. And I just I, that... do recreating of wrestling entrances. That's, yeah, that's what true. I've been doing. That's true. We'll have Sean do the Vince McMahon walkout. Oh, God. I'd love to see that. That'd be fantastic. Or Shane McMahon. Oh, that's true. Here comes the Shawnee. That's def- <laughs> the next time we get together, we definitely need to do that. Agreed. Creating entrances. And at- Robin, you'll definitely recreate the rocks. At Typical Vote on Instagram. At Typical Vote over on Twitter as well. Brick City Blockade, Facebook, such, subscribe. Such and make sure to subscribe on all those fantastic Don't call me podcasts. white trash. Sorry. Anyway, gentlemen, always a pleasure talking to you. And you as do. we say at the, at the end Love of an episode. Too. Love you guys so much. May the force be with you. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of a lot of hate. Don't do it. Hatred makes you powerful. What'd you say, Sean? <laughs> I said cut it there. <laughs>